Now everyone, just a quick note from me before we get into the episode. I've started a series of online events all about how to market and produce webinars successfully. If this is a topic that would interest you, I would welcome you to come along completely free of charge. If you visit pickingupperfection.com slash webinars for all the details, and I'll put that link in the show notes too. Hope to see you there and let's get on with the show. Hello fellow imperfectionists and welcome back to another episode of Picking at Perfection. Today I'm so excited to welcome our guest Gula Cortez. Gula, thank you for being here. Hello Alistair, really nice to be uh, on your podcast this morning and uh, let me tell everyone who I am. I'm Gula Cortez and I'm the founder of Gula Sorted a website in the make at the moment and um, I'm an online business manager and I look after small to medium-sized companies and help them really manage the, the back office so that they can concentrate on what they do best at the front and we've had so many new businesses coming on board in the last couple of years and it's nice to uh, serve their overwhelm and stress amazing yeah no a really really exciting industry and and job role to work from and you you used to call yourself a a virtual assistant is that right and you kind of transitioned recently yes I transitioned um because I thought of, of you know we need to really be clear what is a virtual assistant and a virtual assistant can be a lot of many things and that's why I wanted to separate it and create myself to be a virtual assistant more like a business like a business manager because the difference between virtual assistant and a business manager is that the virtual assistant can do some you know mundane task and will do what is asked whether whether me as a business manager I look into what is also needed in the business so we're trying to work together with the company owner and say what steps are best to take either in processes or team building or any way of communication awesome no interesting and important distinction so more of kind of consultative giving advice because you you have a a worldly experience i know from looking at your background and knowing you in the Toastmasters world as well, in terms of your experience and business background. Definitely. (laughs) But I always say that the online business manager sits in between the business coach and the virtual assistant. And it's the one that takes action. It's not, you know, you come in and give them a couple of ideas and go away. It's really trying to stay with them and, you know, become their accountability partner at the same time. Awesome, awesome. And Gula, you're working on a a bit of a passion project as as well at the moment, Sexy at 60. Tell us what that's about. I'm glad you mentioned that. Sexy at 60. Well, the idea came, um, it started roughly in December. Um, There was a lovely lady I met on LinkedIn and she she started Fab fab at 50 and she wanted to really, uh, you know, announced to the world that she was going to be fab at 50 and what to do and how to keep yourself uh, beautiful at 50. And I was talking to her and I said, oh, that's a really nice idea. I want to do something for my 60th coming up, you know, later in the year. And then uh, an idea sprung to mind and I thought, what what I like to do is do a LinkedIn Live or a recording, which I've changed now to uh, YouTube recordings, 
and I pulled um, a diversity of ladies together, six to be exact, and we uh, created six episodes of a, di uh, of a diversity of stories, and we discuss the same topic, but because we all have our own story, the whole hour is quite different because every, because I wanted to not give people a show where they just see two people and just listen to one or two people because I personally find that quite long. And I thought if we mix it with six lovely ladies, sexy at 60 ladies, because all of us are six, you know, turned 60 this year. And I thought it's really nice to show showcase it in that way. And and it's nice. And and also it resonates, you know, the stories you're talking about or the subject you're discussing. It really sometimes certain people resonate with you and not with another. So that's why I wanted to keep it very varied. And my ladies loved it. And they're already saying, can we not do another one? <laughs> well, we're going to launch it. So everything is now ready to launch it. And the launch date is Wednesday, the 27th of, or, uh, 27th of July. So episode one, session one will be launched on the 27th of July. And then every subsequent, subsequent week as well. Excellent. Oh, amazing. And I'll um, I'll link Gula's LinkedIn for everyone to connect with her and follow up and um, check that out on the launch date. That's super exciting. And I am 100% with you on discussing different people's stories, different people's journeys. Everyone who listens to this regularly knows that the podcast is all about breaking down the journey, talking about people's stories, about how they got to the situation they're in hopefully breaking down some barriers that have been perhaps put there by society. But yeah. interesting, Gula, when you got the inspiration from your friend or your connection who was doing Fab at 50, it almost sounded like she was putting that out there as an affirmation. So do you think it's more about mindset than actually having, you know, abilities or having beauty in terms of feeling good at your age? Yes, it was, it was a mindset. And to show everybody, yes, that we you know, either at 50 or at 60, we can still thrive. And and we have to put it out there because uh, if we're going to talk about ageism, <laughs> and and I think, again, through the pandemic, this is even uh, triple-folded bigger because um, we've all started using our skills we have acquired over the last, uh, say, 40, 50 years and it's nice to bring your skills up to the front and start branding your own image. And that's what it's all about. And showing people irrelevant of your age that you can, you know, still help people, support people in whichever way, you know, either motivate them or help them behind the scenes like I do in any way. So, yeah. It's, it's it's just the age, isn't it? It's, it? We don't need to look at the age, but it is good to put it out there and and stop seeing the stig stigmatism of, of, of old people on a pension ad or, <laughs> you know, have you got your pension ready? It's like, it's, <laughs> not, it's not about that, mm. you know? We, we don't suddenly stop at 60 and, and just prepare ourselves for the pension. Life is too big to stop and retire now 
And you mentioned the the pandemic there, which I think, of course, it, it influences a lot of conversations we're having at the moment. Yeah. But our reliance on technology during the pandemic, I think, has brought the generations closer. Like perhaps prior to the pandemic, there was maybe a generational gap in some terms, in terms of understanding technology and being able to use it. But through having been forced into having to use it to connect during lockdowns, certainly in the UK, I think that's brought the gap, you know, it's closing the gap. Would you agree? Yes, to totally agree. And and it, I mean, te I mean, I'm not a techie. <laughs> I'm totally not a techie. But the opportunities we were given through the pandemic, I mean, me personally, I haven't seen that as a negative negative thing i thought wow, wow look at this the world is opening i can now reach the other side of the world and i don't have to physically travel there and the technology has helped in that and and i really really promote it and and also with hybrids of course coming into it we've we've got to start thinking hybrid we can't we can't go back and say okay well let's just go back and just meet each other here and there because we've opened this new world now so so let's keep thinking how can we bring uh, the in venue or face to face meetings together with you know bring the online hybrid into that whole circle and it's exciting and 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 of course it was there years and years and years ago we've seen it in the news isn't it in the news it was always there the news reader was you know communicating with someone on the other side of the world through hybrid as well so yes it's it's paramount and and we need to embrace embrace it and and rather than thinking oh it's all negative or i don't know how to do it We've got to say, listen, it's it's new opportunity, new job opportunities as well. And and I mean, you know, our youngsters, wow, you know, they live in a fantastic society and they're so vivid and and they just grabbed it with all their hands, which is beautiful. And if you as a as a 50 plus or a 60 plus want to be still in that game, you've got to be behind it. Don't moan about it. Go behind it. Talk to youngsters. Talk to anyone in that field. See how you can get involved. Mm. And I think you've touched on a, a good point there. I think maybe what gives people a negative perception of sort of the generation that we're discussing here is that perhaps if they don't want to get in board and they are complaining about it, it almost creates that perception of a reluctance perhaps. But what I'm hearing you say, I think is, it's applicable to every generation. You have to embrace change. I don't think anyone can be reluctant to not move with the times or not change things for the positive. For sure, I think that's essential in everyone's role in everyone's day-to-day -day life because, you know, no one day is the same. No, definitely not. Never, ever. And, and again, you know, you've got to look back in generations. Um, we... In, say if you go back in our in our father's in my father's generation, you know they they only had what they had in front of them, which was very very tiny, so they could only work with that. So so what was whatever was um, happening above that arena, they would not see. So you, there's no knowledge, so they can't reach out for it. 
and they would just expect okay the telephone came remember that <laughs> <laughs> the telephone arrived and they just accept that little change but what happened over generation is we've seen the growth and also that we can reach it we can basically partake in that change with optimism isn't it but because you have got to stay optimistic about it it's and and that's what we've been doing we've been grabbing that ch change of of technology and and not to not to fall behind because if mm. i'm from the second generation you know the 60s and you know I, i'm amazed that i can still keep up <laughs> And uh, yeah, technology is so crucial to this conversation because you, what you're saying there, the example of sort of the phone coming in, I think things have just ramped up since then, you know, in, in your father's generation, perhaps, you know, that would have been such a huge thing. Whereas now we're probably a little bit unimpressed with technology because it's constantly evolving and changing day to day. And it's important to keep up with that. But also still part of me says, you know, I'm not a change for change sake kind of person. The phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of comes to mind. And I'm on the fence of that in terms of if things can be streamlined and improved then or, you know, made more efficient, then sure, have a go at, at changing them. But yeah. it's not all, you know, change for change sake is is not needed, right? No, totally not. And I agree with you on that. And But then we're talking more in business in in uh, business and, and processes and because that's the other thing I like doing within my role as an uh, online business manager and I, I the first thing I say to my clients is come on let's bring things back to basics what have you got what resources are you using and let's work that out it's, you know there's no point in saying oh there's a new one fantastic software out there I must have it stop spending too much money it's it, it's sometimes not necessary just bring things back to basic see what it is collect your data and then once you know once your finances are starting to grow then you know you start budgeting proper properly and then if you say okay i want to budget to have this latest uh, version of xyz then go for it but let's let's be practical first and that's definitely in business but in general uh invent you know new new inventions of a new phone and yes that that's part of it as well <laughs> but but again that is up to the person themselves like my 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 kids you know they have got to have the latest iphone but my generation and friends that i know were happy to stick with a phone for four or five years because we still have an, <laughs> a mindset that says okay it's a phone it does it can text and you can read your emails you know we look at it so differently but I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong because you know that is their generation that's what they like I'm not gonna diss it it's like <laughs> go for it if there is you know if you can financially afford it of course go for it mm. Yeah, it's almost like the minimum, it's kind of the equation of the minimal, minimum viable product, right? Of what you're saying, you know, it ticks these boxes, so I'll, I'll stick with it. I think what you're saying there really speaks to me on a level of, I think a lot of people try and keep up to, to uh, out of fear of becoming irrelevant, right? Staying on top of trends, 
using new technologies, it's it for me, it's born out of fear of not wanting to get left behind and trying to keep relevant. But I think there's a balance of that and also not jumping on every single bandwagon. Yeah, totally. That I, I, I like what you what you're just hitting on. Um, I like to expand on that. Um I was approached by um, a very kind person from, from India. And he goes, oh, I love to do your social media. You know, really excited. I said, well, what, what would you do, you know? And, of course, he has the young mind of, oh, well, you need to do this and you need to do this because everybody's doing this and everybody's doing that. But I thought, hold on, we've got to stop here. I'm, I'm not everybody. You've got to think I'm not everybody. <laughs> And you, you've got to learn to just trust yourself and also trust. And that's where I do see, I'm not saying it's it's a difference in age. It's a difference in how much you trust and, and trust yourself and how confident you are yourself. And confidence, yes, it gets bigger with age. Yeah. But I don't want to uh, get into a bandwagon because everybody posts this particular way of slides or LinkedIn is saying, oh, you've got to do videos. No, we don't have to do anything. We just need to be ourselves. We need to be ourselves. And yes, fo follow something that works for you or try to input a little bit of change, but don't do it because everybody does it. Do it because you know it's the right thing for your um for your brand or like you say you you post on instagram i find instagram for myself i find it very very young yes you can argue oh yeah but there's lots of business for you there but it's not about that i i i personally don't personally don't feel i fit in instagram and if anybody says yeah but you can do it this way or that way please come and talk to me that that's what I mean. But at the you know, you've got you've got to say certain things are for younger as well. And I like LinkedIn. It for me it feels comfortable. It's a good platform for myself. Um I'm not I've seen TikTok and we need to appreciate the beauty of our youngers, younger kids, the young youngsters. We need to appreciate their youngsters. We shouldn't be envy about it and want to be like them i am not going to put a silly tiktok video together and dancing and hopping around it's not it doesn't it's not right i'm not i don't want to be like the beautiful youngsters go for it kids go for it you're doing really well you know you that's what i'm saying do it for your own reason and what is right for yourself mm. And it's about what fits your brand as well. I don't think, I, if I was looking for an online business manager, I'm not sure I would hire the one that's making viral dance videos on TikTok. And what you was just saying to me speaks in terms of, you know, finding your tribe and finding your audience, what you're comfortable with. I, I'm with you. I absolutely love LinkedIn because it's sort of this really all-in-one kind of platform and, and place that I personally very much enjoy but that doesn't mean that it's right for everyone 
And also going back to the jumping on trends um, and switching things up with different tools or different methods, I think there's also value in consistency in this day and age as well, in doing one thing consistently and doing it well, rather than trying all sorts of new approaches and never having one strategy aligned. Do you see that the same on your with your online business managing? Yes, I, I, I do see the same. And um, yeah, yes, you what I mean, you can try and swap and change the way you want to get your message message across uh, with either your video, a video or a picture. Yeah, that, that's fine. But the consistency uh, to stay on that one platform to keep yourself out there is necessary. So that's why, you know, don't hop, uh, you know, try LinkedIn for a while and then you suddenly go to TikTok and then you suddenly go to Instagram. Just stick stick to one and keep that consistent, keep your visibility there because that is the most important. It's, it's your visibility on that one platform. Agreed, agreed. And building on the the TikTok thing, it's not something that I dabble in, um, mainly because I fear of getting addicted to it, to be quite honest. But uh, I think what a wonderful thing for the younger generation to be involved in, or yeah, any generation, because what a confidence builder, because it's purely a video platform. If people are out there comfortable putting themselves on video, speaking out about things, like how amazing. And I think that that's really positive that we have a potential younger generation that's more comfortable doing that kind of content. That's fantastic. It's it's great because it is really uh, it ups their the level ups their level of their um, of of the of themselves, isn't it? Their self esteem, and I, and I'm really happy they do that. And uh, and and especially if others see it, and hopefully, no. But the, the only thing is, of course, with videos, is that others may want to be like that in a in in the wrong way as well because again they're, they're, they're looking at an image that they need to be like that and and if your young mind is not there yet that you can support yourself and you know how important it is to have your own self-belief that you can be authentic yourself that can again cause upsets um but the, but um i mean i'm looking at my own kids of course because of course they use social media and they use you know by the time i got to whatsapp they were already on another one <laughs> <laughs> you know they're, because they're so much faster and it's like you know they caught on facebook then it's like whatsapp i can't remember the other one snap snip snap snap snips <laughs> snip snap snapchat <laughs> oh that's the one snapchat <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoy snip snap. I think that could be a good new one. <laughs> I knew it started with an S. And it's something like, well, I don't need to go that direction because that's what I mean. You know, it's it's when I'm at this age, I know I don't have to go that way. I'm comfortable and I can and I'm but I'm still learning and growing. But my, my kids lo lo love it and and they they do see um because we as parents, of course, we're all, always worried that they may fall into a ditch or with the wrong crowd and things like that. But because of the technology, how open it's been for, for their generation, they know so much more than we did at their age. And they're super, I mean, I know my kids are super careful and they will never enter into 
areas they know they don't want to go, which is great. Of course, it goes together with parenting, but at least they have the opportunity to talk. I mean, have you ever <laughs> envisaged sitting with your friends, one in one room in the house and the other one in, a, in another location in the house, and they're doing their homework together <laughs> over the phone? No. That's amazing, isn't it? Because they talk yeah. through it and they discuss it and how would you do it? And I love that. And that's what's been happening. They communicate to each other. When I was a kid, I communicated with my friend on the telephone and we would be there for an hour. And then your mum, when your mum realized you've been there for an hour, it's like, get off that phone because the expense of the phone bill. But we, we did not have time just to discuss our homework like that. But this is opened up. They, I mean, my kids have been communicating with the other side of the world since the age of 14. Mm. They've got friends they talk to on the other side of the world. It's, it's fantastic. So mm. nice. And to come back to your comment about exposure, um, I was I'm interviewing a recent guest, Christian, who's sort of a, a digital detox entrepreneur type uh, situation and he taught me a good metaphor which was to treat social media almost like a diet so you have to make sure that you're putting the right things into your feed and making sure it's balanced and also taking time away from it and I think you can expand on top of that and broaden it to technology in itself as well um, and also communication because there's value in being connected but there's also depreciation in being overconnected. I would say yeah, yeah. And you no, know, that's that's true. And I've I've seen my kids already telling me off a couple of times, Mum, put that phone down. A again, that they're, they're much uh, faster with that. They already have that attitude there as well. They they put it away mm. while they, you know, they they they're quite good with that, which is nice to see. Yeah, it is all about balance, but then balance in everything we do. Mm. That's so positive. Yeah, oh, excellent. <laughs> and linking this to perfection, and obviously we talked about age and, and generation and technology, in terms of an individual's age, do you think that society paints a picture of being younger as being more perfect? Uh, media it may project it, but it's up to the individual how to look at it. Because if, if I'm, um, you know, an older person, I don't, I don't want to look at that... Uh, uh, image to say young is perfect because I've been young before and I was young perfect before as well so I want to look at it with pride and joy because the youngsters give them uh, an incentive to be perfect and to keep that perfection going but as an older person just step away from that in a, you know don't look at it in a negative way Look at it being really positive for the youngsters. And what is perfect, really? There is no perfect, there's not 100% perfection. But again, it's it's like looking at yourself and, and describing to yourself, well, what is perfection? Because, but youth, in my eyes, is perfect. And, but I love it. I think it's a it's a beautiful thing to look at. And not, and not look at it in a negative uh, negative way, really. That's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I um, 
I don't know, maybe it's just me. In my head, I I don't watch a lot of TV, but I feel like when I was a kid, all of the adverts included, you know, anti-wrinkle cream and make you look younger with X, Y, and Z. I definitely don't see as much of that anymore, perhaps. And I think that what you're saying really resides with me in terms of being a role model to whoever's younger than you or whatever generation is younger than you. And I I think that's applicable to everyone. You know, it's not just the people in your category of, you know, 60s. It's it's me, it's teenagers, it's kids. Everyone is, humans naturally look up to the next generation or someone that's older than them, or certainly in my experience. And I think it's a responsibility to, as you say, look back and think, I, I had a great time when I was that age, but now I'm in this position and now I have to work on X, Y, and Z. Yeah, because because being young is also in your heart, isn't it? Being young and perfect will always be in your in your heart. So if you always feel like that, then then you can say, really, everybody is still young and perfect because you are. Because you are perfect because you want to live. You're excited to the next day. You want to learn. You want to grow. And that's how, how youngsters look at things as well. And And hearing my daughter say the other day, it was amazing. She goes, Mom, I would never, ever have done that last year. She had to go out and approach people outside. And she's 23, complete, you know, a high level of anxiety. I won't go into it too much. But she said, I said to myself, I've got to do it. And she pushed herself. And she's so extremely proud with it. So these are the, you know, the little perfections. They are starting to build up. And then, yes, they are perfect. <laughs> Amazing. No, I really love that encouraging resilience. That's that's yeah. excellent. Yeah. And, and building on what we're saying about being a role model, um, to close this out, perhaps, I read, I'm reading this great book at the moment. You might have read it. It's called The Squiggly Career. Mm, okay. Shout out to Rupa, who um, gave it to me. It's a really excellent read and highly recommend I think it would reside with you, Gula, and also any of the listeners as well. But it mentioned a fact in there in the beginning that at the moment, or certainly when it was written, which was only a few years or so ago, there's a total of five generations that could be working together at any one point. Being perhaps, you know, at the higher end of that generation, what would your advice be to anyone that's listening to this about how to communicate and make sure they're including all of those generations in the workplace? Wow. Well, the, it, it depends on where you are working, of course. But if, if you look at your wider network, you, you, you've got everybody has to make a step to co- connect with all those different ge- generations. One, you know, just connecting yourself to one tribe, your one generation is not going to give you the whole picture. So you have to find a way of connecting to everyone. And that's, again, that's why it's so important uh, to communicate with every generation and, and just put them in your Masapi tribe and of your connections. I mean, I've had a couple of com- com- uh, communic- communications with people. Um, we did a, a hosting session in South Africa a couple of weeks ago, and it was the sphere of influence. And, and reach out to your sphere of influence because every generation is in there. Reach out and ask for help. Ask for, you know, how would they have dealt in particular situations, even in their time? 
but but keep that connection up here all five generations i wish i had a great great grandmother still alive <laughs> that would have been nice mm, definitely no i love that and what a wonderful way to think of it as well in terms of it being a, a sphere of influence and i think that i was um at a level studied quite detailed um history level that was one of my massive interests and you know whilst it was very textbook i think there's value in studying things like history learning from other generations so that you can learn from them right and move on and and continue this upward trajectory of growth but also learning lessons and not repeating mistakes that's it but repeat uh, some people have to repeat their mistakes because we all learn at a different in different ways keep keep, keep making mistakes because but but again it, the power behind that is to keep trying try that's it isn't it just if you keep trying and uh, then you try a, di a different way and that's that's the beauty of it because that's how you're going to learn mm. in toastmaster cool. words pr uh, practice keep practicing exactly yeah wonderful and um i guess the mindset of failing forward right it's not necessarily a fail unless you give up yeah yeah giving up is failing awesome all right well gula thank you so much for joining us uh if this conversation has resided with the listeners we will put a link to all of your socials below as well as the sexy at 60 youtube channel hope everyone checks that out and enjoys it but gula it's been such a pleasure to have you thanks for this conversation today Thank you so much, Alice. It was a big, big pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for listening, fellow imperfectionist. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope it has inspired you to get closer to your true purpose in life. If you have a question, thoughts on this episode or suggestions of topics or even future guests, I would love to hear from you. Visit pickingupperfection.com slash participate. You can also follow me on my socials, Instagram, LinkedIn, and even contact me via email. Links for all of this are in the show notes. See you next time.